Well, hello and welcome to ADHD Fest, your adult ADHD podcast with a little bit of manifestation and law of attraction thrown in there. How are we? Happy 2023. This year's gone so fast and I know that's such a cliche to say and everyone says it, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's gone so fast. I just, um, I've finished Christmas already. I haven't taken down my decorations. I wish I had when I had the feeling to do it because I know they're just going to stay up there forever. But I feel like I'd only just taken them down from last year and now it's time to take them down again from this year. How was your Christmas and New Year? Was it good? Was it awful? I'm hoping it was good. Mine was kind of a mix. It was like 80% amazing and 20% horrible. I think that's probably a healthy mix. You're never going to have a perfect year, but I'm glad I had 80% good. And yeah, it was a really fun year actually because I've got a five-year-old little boy I'm not sure if I've mentioned him on here before but it was his first year that he really really 100% was all in and he fully understood what was going on so that always makes Christmas a little bit more magical doesn't it so I hope you had a great Christmas if you didn't it's over now we're on a brand new year we're gonna make it amazing so what are we talking about today I've joined a book club. I've been in it for one whole year. This is my year-long anniversary. I think it might be the longest I've done anything. I've stayed consistent with it and I'm really happy with myself because as we know that's not always the case. But I joined a book club this time last year. Well I don't actually know what the book club is called but it's related to the Law of Attraction Change My Life podcast by Francesca Amber. I've mentioned her here before. She had a New Year's sign up thing where she said we're going to do The Magic by Rhonda Byrne. It's related to The Secret. It's a book about law of attraction but the magic is actually 28 days of exercises to do which of course I find very difficult. In fact nearly everyone on the group finds it very difficult especially if you're doing it on your own. Not many people make it through the full 28 days but I decided to give it a go last year because I was just in a bit of a rut and I wanted to try something new and to be honest I didn't make it to the end and I'm not mad about it. I got through a lot more of the days than I expected to and some absolutely amazing things happen from it. I really do believe in the power of gratitude. You may be wondering to yourself Tara that's lovely But how does that relate to me? I'm going to explain. ADHD wise, I was newly diagnosed last year. I was diagnosed in the August, but I didn't fully wrap my head around it probably until about July this year. It took me a while to fully wrap my head around it all and what that means and how it looks in day-to-day life and how I can work with myself. But one thing that I have found so helpful is the very first exercise of that book, The Magic by Rhonda Byrne, if you want the reminder. The very first exercise in that book is called Count Your Blessings. So I'm just going to explain to you what that is, how it can be of benefit to us with ADHD and also some things to avoid because I've mentioned it before, there is a thing called toxic positivity and that is so damaging for us, those of us that have ADHD the toxic positivity really does not help us in any way. So I'm going to talk you through how you can utilize counting those blessings, but also avoid the toxic positivity. So firstly, what the hell is it? What do you mean count your blessings? I'm sure you've heard, I don't know, like your nan or someone say before, oh, count your blessings. Basically, it's an exercise in gratitude. It's giving gratitude, giving thanks 
for all the positive things in your life, all the things you are thankful for. It's basically just showing gratitude generally and feeling thankful in yourself. It's used in lots of manifesting practices, but it's also used day to day by people who just like to look at the positive side of life. It also can really help to take the focus off of things that are going wrong in your life or struggles you might be having. I mean, sometimes those struggles, especially if they're personal ones that we kind of keep to ourselves and don't talk to anyone about, can feel so heavy, the weight of them. It's nice to be able to take in the whole picture rather than just be looking at one area that seems really bad and in fact probably is really bad. But we need to take in our lives as the whole picture, not just one part of it that is pulling all our focus that's negative. Again, I want to say that counting your blessings is not toxic positivity and if you get a hint of that from someone who's talking about it run a mile with adhd counting your blessings can both help and hinder and it depends the way you're using it because we do generally as neurodivergent people have stronger emotions we're more sensitive to things rsd plays a part rejection sensitive um dysphoria and we do have actual real life struggles that can make our lives difficult. And because of those, it makes it really hard to come up with reasons to be grateful. Sometimes you're just having a rubbish day. I've been there myself when you're in the middle of burnout and you can't do anything at all. Or maybe you're just having a super ADHD day. I've had days where I started medication in August not year just gone the year before and it was like a miracle and I was like oh my god I can actually think I can actually do things I can pick a task and then I can complete it and then all of a sudden around that time of the month with my hormones it just stops working I've heard anecdotally that that's what happens but when it happens for the first time it's a shock and it felt like that newfound hope had been pulled away from me. It seems like because I'm now used to feeling good on the medication, it seems like when it swings the other way and all the ADHD issues come back, it feels like they're worse somehow. I don't know whether they actually are worse, but what I'm saying is when we're going through these real life struggles, because we are affected in negative ways by our um I was going to say by our diagnosis then, but I believe diagnosis is all positive. We're affected negatively by the pitfalls of ADHD and our brain differences. It can be really hard to come up with something positive to focus on. Not only that, it's also hard with the executive functioning problems that we have, not only to come up with positive things, but also to remember to do it because a lot of gurus and books and self-help things they tell us to do this daily and honestly I would love to do it daily when I remember to do it daily it has a massive impact on my life I do it first thing in the morning and then I count my blessings last thing at night as well and it has a profound effect on my day and on my life so why wouldn't I choose to do it every single day I would but my executive functioning issues make it an impossibility it just doesn't work that way that's the way we might struggle with this but it also, on the flip side, and ironically, can be so helpful when you're in that state. It really helps in dealing with high emotion situations, when you're feeling really down, when you're feeling really angry. To count your blessings can help you find that perspective. 
so that you can more easily deal with those problems. Because once you find something to be grateful for, something positive that's going on in your life. And I want to make the um, the point here that sometimes they say to you, oh, in every bad situation, there's a positive. Just find the positive in that situation. I agree it would be nice to find the positive within that situation specifically, but if you can't find a positive there and you just can't get past this horrible situation and find a positive from it, you can pick a positive in your life that has literally nothing to do with your problem. You have full permission to go and find positives in a completely different area of your life. All we're trying to do is get your feelings into a better space and it's not to dampen down the anger, it's not to dampen down the sadness, the hurt, they're all valid feelings but sometimes they just confuse you, they put your body and your nervous system into a state where it's really hard to solve that problem. So we're trying to get you out of that state into a clearer thinking mind so that you can see things that you couldn't possibly see when you're in that in the throes of the emotion so when you we're trying to get you to take a step back and be able to look at it from a more neutral standpoint and that's the way we find our way out of these problems or we find acceptance because sometimes there is no way out let's just say that right now sometimes there's no way out of a problem it is what it is that's okay too sometimes we just have to accept it but it's really hard to accept it when you feel like you're spiraling down in your emotions. So finding something to be grateful for either within that problem or within another area of your life can really help you just calm and come to some sort of acceptance, which in itself is a solution. Okay, so things to avoid when using this practice. And actually, ADHD me, I haven't fully... (laughs) (laughs) I haven't fully explained the practice at all. Let's explain that first. Using gratitude, I am going to tell you the strategies at the end, but it's just speaking out loud the things you're grateful for or writing them down or whatever. For example, this morning, one of my gratitudes was, I am so thankful for my little boy and his sunny personality. Every morning waking me up, he comes in and gives me cuddles and it just makes me feel so warm and loved and I love that I'm his safe space and I make him happy and he makes me happy and I just let the feelings grow inside you can feel it feels really nice and then I just think to myself thank you thank you so much for that I don't know what I would be without that so that's an example of a gratitude and counting a blessing okay now I'm on to things to avoid first and foremost I would absolutely run for the hills avoid 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 any strict routine practices these might work for neurotypicals they might help build the habit for them i mean i'm not saying it can't work for you but nine times out of ten if you've got adhd the stricter it is the less likely you're going to be able to do it just don't even put that put that on yourself you're setting yourself up to fail and it's doomed from the start strict routine does not work for us that doesn't mean that you can't um follow a guru who says do this daily as long as you go in with your own discernment and you say to yourself that doesn't apply to me you can still follow them but just make sure you are making it's not excuses for yourself but you just making um, adjustments for the fact that you have ADHD you can be like well I'm not going to do it daily but I'm going to do it every time I remember to do it and you're going to try your best to do it daily of course 
But don't put the pressure on yourself or go in thinking, yes, I'm going to do it daily. I'm going to do it perfectly, black and white thinking. Just go in thinking, I'm never, ever going to do this daily. And then if you do, bonus. Also, as I've said before, I'm going to say it again because it's so important, avoid any hint of toxic positivity. If someone is saying to you, you could always think of a positive solution, you can always find a way out, and if you don't, you're just not trying hard enough. They're not the person for you. That's not the book for you. It's absolute nonsense. It's nothing to do with trying hard enough. We have a brain difference. And to be honest, I find that toxic positivity for even a neurotypical. The fact that you're trying it in the first place means you want to do it. Why would you not try hard enough? Like, why would you choose not to try? It makes no sense. Avoid, avoid, avoid. Okay, onto the positive stuff, the strategies in order to do this, to count your blessings. Set yourself up to win. This is such a simple tip, but you need to listen to it. So I'm going to say it again. Set yourself up to win. And this applies to every area of your life. Please make it as easy and simple as possible. Avoid, um, not avoid, remove any barriers to your success. Whatever way you choose to do this is valid. Doesn't matter. You don't have to do it the same way every day. You don't have to do it in the same room, in the same pretty notebook. It makes no sense. If you want to do it in a pretty notebook, make sure you remove all the barriers to that notebook. It goes in the same spot every night before you go to sleep with a pen next to it. And it's exactly where you can see it so that it's easy. You don't even have to move out of the bed. If you need several notebooks around the house because you maybe forget to do it when you first get out of bed, leave one in the kitchen on the top so that it's there for you to do it there as well. You can always rip the pages out and put them together in a binder later if you want them all in one place. Don't let silly things like, oh, I haven't got my gratitude book on me, stop you from counting your blessings. Everything counts. And yes, it would be lovely to do them every single day in a beautiful notebook, which I've tried to do a million times. But I'm going to accept that it's not going to happen that way. So I can either keep trying to do it that way and not doing it, or I can do it in an imperfect way. And that's what works for me. It's so much more powerful to actually do the gratitudes than it is to write them in a pretty notebook because you're not going to do it. So set yourself up to win. I'm going to touch briefly on a tip that I heard the other day on Stephen Bartlett is his name. I think it's Stephen Bartlett. He's got the podcast Diary of a CEO and he did one just before New Year's Eve, which I absolutely loved. It was a solo pod but he did it on habit forming, goes deep into the science of it, which I find super interesting. If you can listen to it, please do. It's interesting and it's got some great insight into habit forming. Basically, he was saying how every habit created has a cue, a routine and a reward. It doesn't quite work in that exact way for us all the time. But if you can tie in your gratitudes with something else you do, for example, I created the new habit of listening to podcasts and audiobooks. Basically, my cue is the car. Whenever I get in the car, that's my cue to set my phone up with a podcast or an audiobook. And I just do it automatically. So my cue is the car. I'm driving anyway. You want to pick a cue that you do anyway. I get in the car anyway. It's not like I'm not going to make my cue my pretty notebook. I don't pick my pretty notebook up every day. Do you know what I mean? It's already in my routine that I get in the car. So my cue for podcasts is get in the car. The routine is to play the podcast or the audiobook. And the reward in that situation is the dopamine for me because I absolutely get tons of dopamine from non-fiction 
from self-development. So that's the reward in itself for me. That's just a quick tip. If you want to make this a habit, try and tie it into something else you already do as EQ. Make the routine of writing it in a certain way or saying it out loud, whatever. And you can set up several routines and then the reward will either be the dopamine from doing it if you enjoy it or give yourself an actual reward like your favorite coffee or something like that while you're doing it. Okay, and then the next tip would be use prompts if you need to. Sometimes first thing in the morning, my brain takes mm, maybe two to three hours to wake up. So I don't always have those juices flowing to be like, I'm grateful for this and that and this. I have to give myself a little bit of a prompt. So you can find prompts online or what I like to do is read over my gratitudes from the day before. I completely forget what I wrote the day before by the next day. So it's really good for me to just read them. I usually read them out loud to myself, to be honest, if there's no one around here to make me look crazy. I read them aloud to myself and it just really inspires me for, oh yeah, I am really grateful for that. I know what else I'm grateful for in that area. And it just helps to prompt me and get me going. Another thing to really feel the gratitude deeply, a tip would be to very, very briefly, we don't want to get strung out on these emotions. Don't be there too long. And if it starts to feel sad, quickly switch yourself around. But if you can briefly imagine yourself without whatever it is you're feeling um, grateful for, So today in the book club, The Magic, we're doing gratitude for our health and we're talking about thank you so much for my legs, my feet, my hands. And we were talking about hands and if we didn't have our hands. And honestly, I could have cried immediately because I'm like, I use my hands for so much. And just hugging my little boy, doing my hobbies, driving my car, doing anything. You can't do anything without your hands. And I honestly instantly felt so grateful. Sometimes it's hard to feel grateful for these simple things that we take for granted every day, but they're actually not so simple. It's an absolute miracle that we get to be healthy and be able to use our bodies. Even if we're not a hundred percent, there's still a million miracles going on in our body at all times. And A great way to remind yourself to be grateful for it is to imagine your life without it. And then I think I'm on last but not least, am I? Yes, on saying that, you go back and inspire yourself by rereading your gratitudes. I do want to say that you don't have to write them down. You don't have to record them anywhere. Sometimes for me, I forget to write them down. I forget to do them, but I'm so used to doing them now. I feel it and then I'll remember later in the day. Usually when I'm driving, again, my mind kind of frees up while I'm driving. So in the middle of a podcast or audiobook, I'll be like, oh, I didn't do my gratitudes today. So all I do is switch off my podcast and I say them out loud in the car when I'm alone. I'm just like, I'm so happy and grateful because X, Y, Z. And I say them out loud. And to be honest, I don't even count them. I just say them until I can't say them anymore. And the feeling of building those gratitudes and saying it out loud is absolutely amazing. So that's just as valid. If you forget, you can always say them out loud in your car or write them in your notes on your phone. It doesn't matter how you get them out. Just when you use your brain in that way, it makes you feel amazing. It sets you up to win. Also, if you do have them recorded, it's just a great way to inspire yourself to read back over them. And also, sometimes you're not going to do them. Sometimes you're not going to have the spoons. You're not going to have the energy to come up with gratitudes. And that's okay. You might forget and miss a day, miss a week, miss a month. It doesn't matter. Pick it back up. 
But when you do pick it back up, or if you don't feel like picking it back up, just go back and read over the old ones. Even if that's all you do, you don't come up with any new ones, you don't write anything, you don't you don't feel grateful. Just look back over those ones when you're feeling low and it can just give you that little bit of relief and perspective and some nice feelings when you haven't got many. So I really hope that helped. I hope I haven't spoken too fast and rambled because I'm a bit excited today. Please let me know if you liked this content. It was a bit more on the law of attraction side. I do feel passionate about that because I've loved it so much since I was 17. I'm now 36. I love the law of attraction, but it does tend to be a bit strict in its manifesting um, instructions. And I know from personal experience that it doesn't have to be. I've manifested a lot of things in an imperfect way without being consistent. And I do feel like if you have that interest, sometimes it does feel a bit deflating that you can't keep up with all these manifesting practices. So, and I do think it just helps for general life, whether you're neurotypical or neurodivergent, this will all help. We're just human beings trying to get through our lives and enjoy it. So I hope you've enjoyed this today. I really have. Don't forget to come over and give me a little comment or subscribe. I'm over on Instagram at ADHDfest, A-D-H-D-F-E-S-T. I'm also on TikTok, but I always forget what my name is. I think I might be ADHDfest with like an underscore, but I'll put that in the show notes so you'll see it there. I'm also on Facebook, ADHDfest. We've got the website going as well, which I'll put down underneath and I'll speak to you soon. Send me questions and stuff that you want answering and I will try and answer them in a podcast soon. Happy 2023, guys. Bye.